Hey there, welcome to Hashtag Minabuguzi Chonuka. This is the place where we help you unravel social constructs, discuss self-development in line with mental health, and everything in between that directly or indirectly affects us in the millennial world around us. My goal is to create a virtual platform for millennials to have pertinent conversations society is silent about. What you get from this is without a doubt a chance for you to have moments of self-assessment so that you can ably jump into your next best season. I am your host Navguzi Chwanka, a lawyer, founder, stroke team lead of Equate Foundation, an addict and lover of insightful conversations and a professional unraveler of social constructs. If you're hearing my voice for the first time and are the kind of person who is not scared of being a better version of yourself even if it requires you to contradict who you were 24 hours ago, this is the place for you because here we keep unraveling ourselves to reveal who we can be. To the return subscriber, I'm really humbled by your weekly decision to hang out with me. With over a decade and a half of knowing ourselves, a Willie has remained one thing, conversational. She has a way with words and I think it's what connected us when we got placed in the same corner of the S1 dormitory. That's like 2006. We met again in our adult life and she's now doubling as a veterinarian. Ah, the success. I've been struggling to pronounce that word. She is doubling as a very... Finally, I'm failing again. She has been doubling as a veterinarian. Hi! And a writer. This had to be an interview, but because we often get lost in our conversations, she ended up flipping the interview on me every now and then. So we sort of ended up having a two-way kind of interview. Does that exist? Two-way kind of interview? And if you're the kind of person who is struggling to tap into your ability to shine, you need to pay attention to this conversation. So let's get into it. My guest today is a blogger. Blogger? Yeah. <laughs> is a WordPress blogger in specific. <laughs> she's a blogger. She's a vet. That word. Veterinarian. <laughs> Vegetarian, <laughs> veterinarian. I, I can't. I can't. Veteran. Sure. <laughs> veterinarian. V- veterinarian. Oh, oh it's vet. a Ray. Yes. Ray. Veterinarian. Oh, it's easy. Veterinarian. 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 Yes. So you are doctor to it. Veterinary. Huh. I am. Vet doctor. You can say vet doctor. Vet? Let's just say vet. Yeah. She's a vet. Ah exceptional writer man thank you thank you Anne Marie thanks I'm not Anne Marie <laughs> <laughs> are we allowed to mention previous guest names here are we allowed to dude I'm Nabuguzi <laughs> Nabuguzi Chiwanuka this is hashtag with Nabuguzi Chiwanuka so the other name which you say you're decolonizing from exactly we are not mentioning it anymore we don't mention it here you're it can happen somewhere Chiwanuka. else exactly uh, okay <laughs> yes so willie welcome to i don't know if you've noticed i always run for a willie i love it i love the way you pronounce it by the way <laughs> okay for real okay, you say okay, it okay. articulately confidently a willie 
Yeah. Yes. So much love. Yeah. So welcome to Hashtag with Love Goes Thank you. It's been a long time coming. It has. I think when how long ago did you send me the invite? Uh possibly a month. A month ago and I kept doing yeah. you know. <laughs> but I understand. We have we have we don't easily come out with our stories. It's not yeah. something that is easy to go by. But yeah, I thank true. you so much for coming along. Thank Finally. you for inviting me. I am Navuguzi's <laughs> cheerleader. No. Oh. Cheerle <laughs> cheerleader is quite big, but I enjoy your podcast and Marie. Like I love it. <laughs> I really, really do. And I know I've told you this uh, like a lot. Yeah. And if you notice, like I'm, I'm that one person who's on Facebook. Sometimes I worry. Maybe, maybe this yeah. is a paid comment. <laughs> How much are you paying me, Anne Marie? That's what I make. I tell you, listen. I asked you for a red card. <laughs> I asked you for a red card. You've not yet given it to me. So for now, we want to see the effect of what I'm doing. If results are good, then I'll send you the red card. How yeah. are we going to follow that up? <laughs> We shall see. You know, with money, eh? Ma money calls. It, you will come, like, somehow we'll figure it out. So, Willie, can you introduce yourself? Who is a Willie? <sighs> I've never had to introduce myself in a, you know, with words. Uh, spoken words. Spoken words. Eh? Oh, you use sign language. <laughs> I wish. No, I normally uh, put the expression of who I am in written words. And these are uh, the words, yeah, I like to use. I like to call myself a fixer, mm. an outlier, mm. um, fixer, outlier, you know, the the kind of people, a rebel. All right. Yes. All right. And All right. a rebel. For now, let's take those fixer, outlier, outlier, rebel, and, rebel. and empath. Mm. And healer, yes, yes. Actually, right, we can reverse right, and put right, healer right, first. Right, right, yeah. right. So, what were you like growing up? Ah, I'm lucky. People have actually told me, and then I have a really good memory. What do you remember? When I remember my childhood, mm. I was a good kid. By good, you mean lovely kid, sweet, yeah, kind, funny, mm -hmm. like. I was the one that was always brought out to dance for visitors when they okay, come. Okay. And I did have to be nudged that now you come and us no You just did it. Put in the music, uh Awilo Longoma, Lingala. Longomba. Yes, Longomba. Something of that kind. Exactly. Yeah. So Awilo, you know that connection. <laughs> okay, so okay. I okay. love to dance to Lingala. I was that person that was always called, you know, to come and dance and I did it with a lot of flair. And you I did it. my I loved it. I was it. Michael Jackson at some <laughs> point. What are you talking about? <laughs> I was. I was already I was you know that kid at the parties? Uh-huh. I was that as well. So. Did you like try to get matching where the white and black? No, I didn't have those clothes. Yes. I just used to see what he used to do and then the old women would be like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I got this and I'm sure I didn't I didn't have and it. They would I'm very sure. You. Yeah. I'm very sure it was so <laughs> it was a wrong moves, but I, I was there. I, I loved to dance. I think it was a participation card that the old people were Man. giving you. Yeah. yeah. So there's that. And I happened to meet someone who was my babysitter way back when I was young. And she told me that I never used to cry as a kid. Oh, okay. Like I was just a good kid. You're you know? just experiencing life. <laughs> yeah, like, how it comes, right? Exactly. So then you you know, you bring food. 
I'll eat it. You bring this. I think that's still who you are. Yeah, I'm not very fussy. Mm -hmm. You're comfortable where you are. I am very comfortable. Um, I'm always fine where I am. In fact, one of my biggest struggles that I've noticed, I don't want to call it a struggle, but it's a weird thing is, I'm always comfortable where I am. If to a point that is scary. Yes, and the bad part with it is that sometimes I stay too long. Even when I should leave, I never know when. Yeah. And by the time I figure out that I'm supposed to leave, it's often too late. Oh. Yeah, so oh, oh, I'm oh. the kind of person who, if you introduce me that to a place and say, this is home, mm -hmm. I'll say, great. <laughs> so I will stay here forever. Even when I go to visit friends, Yeah. leaving is the hardest part about visits when I make them. Like, okay. That's how... I get really comfortable in a place in a place anywhere like I will stay so even if I notice that something is a little bit not okay because I have a very high threshold mm. you know, of tolerance I mm, tolerate mm, 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 so mm. much yeah and by the time I start to feel that wait something isn't right here it's yeah. often too late you know so when I was younger, like in my teens, mm -hmm. early, early secondary school, I would have an outburst. Ah. Yes. See, when you talk about outbursts, this is something about suppressing. Mm -hmm. And then it comes out at the wrong time. Absolutely. At the wrong people. And in situations where the reaction is completely disproportionate <laughs> exactly to what trigger did exactly. i mean one time that's what happened one time that's I what was, happens when you suppress emotions <laughs> what do you expect like one time i was at campus yeah and someone sent me a cheat okay and i didn't know at who. campus yeah there were cheats at campus now now you will understand why there was that outburst <laughs> someone sent me a cheat and i'm like who sends me a cheat and then i look around and I stopped the lecture. I said, excuse me, ma'am. Someone just sent me a cheat. Oh my and goodness. I need to know who did it. <laughs> who sent me this cheat? Oh my goodness. <laughs> and the class went quiet. <laughs> this is second year. What? Who sent me the cheat? And the lecturer is like, uh, you guys, uh, please, you, you shouldn't behave like this. We are now big people. You can't be sending cheats. So please, if you know you're the one who has done it, can you please approach her and apologize? Who was going to do that? Exactly. And everyone was like, okay. That's now, extremely strange. Exactly. Now extremely that, weird. Exactly. That was extreme. But now, this is where it... Did gets, you ever get to have a moment where you sat back and like, what was that? I'll, I'll we'll get to it yeah. you know, in a few now the most heartbreaking thing well not really heartbreaking but like the person who had sent me the cheat the person who had sent me the cheat was actually a friend <laughs> and they were just playing and Dude. this was my friend like someone I genuinely cared about Yeah. and then I had caused that that's the moment when I realized that something is wrong here and you need to fix it right and i had had right. episodes of that you know in my mm -hmm. 
way back, you know. And then I was like, ah, this one, eh? this is not right. Yeah. And I remember a time when I used to like to visit my uncle in Kampala. Yeah. And they had their niece. And she was a very nice kid. But then I found that whenever I was trying to stop her, I was shouting at her. Yeah. So when I listened to myself and I saw the person that I was talking to, it, it wasn't, it wasn't proportionate. It's a kid and a very <laughs> lovely kid. And exactly. I loved the kid. Mm. And in that moment, I just decided that I will never, ever have an outburst ever again. Yeah. Never. That was 2014. Never happened. How did you choose to work that out? How, I, how do you manage to work that out? What normally happens is, at that time, I was not smart enough to know when to avoid things early right. before it even happens. Because there's people that you meet, and it's quite clearly written all over their face that this person is argumentative unnecessarily or... Oh, yeah, they, they're always up for a fight. Exactly. Or this mm. person is always having issues with someone, you know? Yeah. Or... The, it's, so it's not about me, it's this person. But now the pattern had been that I wasn't smart enough to tell that this is other people's issues that I am taking on yeah. and then I'm trying to deal with it. I mean, someone is argumentative all their life. Mm. So if they come and they provoke me, I should be smart enough to know that this person is argumentative right you know so i shouldn't engage them yeah the, 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 you need to realize that the moment where you're like you're not supposed to engage mm -hmm. exactly. <laughs> i had i had an episode of that kind uh what is today's day it happened on sunday i think yeah it could have been this sunday and this guy was really pushing me really testing my buttons I was about to engage and I was like, mm -hmm. because I know what his character is, I was like, mm -hmm. you're not worth it. <laughs> exactly. I recused myself from it. I was like, cause now there was a third party. He was like, no, you speak. I was like, let me tell you something. There are some things that are worth engaging in mm -hmm. and there are those that aren't. Exactly. And I walked away. And okay, by the time you reached the place of making that decision of things there are things which are worth engaging and those which are not did you learn that in the moment or it was information that you had collected over time and you were now applying it in this situation ah uh, i'm an information collector i think i'd yeah. like to call myself like i'm always there picking out lessons mm -hmm. like the way how lessons that could help me go through life yeah. Personally, I had temper issues. Mm. I had <laughs> temper <laughs> issues. You're saying that and I'm like, oh God, no. <laughs> like, I sit back and I think about myself. I'm like, yeah. that was dangerous. Mm. Yeah. If I wanted, if you had gotten me really angry and I wanted to hit you, I'd carry anything. Yeah. That is close. Mm. But my mom prayed. <laughs> yeah. And it was annoying that mm. she was praying for me. Because mm. we would be praying together. And she goes like, God, my daughter, like, you really, 
are you really doing this? How do you report me to God when I'm listening? <laughs> so I was very offended. Like, yeah. How am I here? And you're reporting me to God that I have temper issues. <laughs> I, was, I was offended again. I was like, what are you saying? Yeah. So I would be praying and then she's like, oh dear God, my daughter has temper issues. like, are you serious? <laughs> I would switch off. I would get really angry. Yeah. But I think it worked. Mm-hmm. Because all of a sudden I felt powerless. Yeah. I didn't want to engage. Mm. I felt like it takes so much of your to strength. be angry yeah because at some point i wouldn't get over something until i cried mm, mm. like even if you got me angry and i beat you up yeah. i would not come down until i cried <laughs> did you actually beat up anybody of course wait what <laughs> <laughs> i was a fighter when you grow up with boys when you grow up with boys and your and your games are wrestling, <laughs> you know where to hit. I, I grew up with one boy and that boy beat I me. I grew up. up with boys as my brothers. I would start fights with them. I grew up with boys in my neighborhood. Yes. We played football as a boy. <laughs> so I knew where to beat. Yeah. But then actually what the first thing that took me away from fighting mm -hmm. was I was having a conversation with a girl. Yeah. In St. Joseph's. Her name is Tracy. Mm -hmm. This is some chick who is like, oh, gracious. She's so calm. So oh, I, I was in S2. Wait, wait. Anne-Marie, <laughs> you need to let people know that we, we were in the same school. Yes, we did share schools at some point. I'll talk about it much later. Yeah. So what happened was that, for me, fighting was normal. Right? And here I am in a single-sex school telling mm -hmm. a girl that, me, I fight with my brother, mm -hmm. and it's okay. <laughs> and she goes like, "You fight?" Uh huh. I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> and she said, "No, wow. girls don't fight. You look funny when you fight." Wow. So I imagined myself fighting, and I'm like, mm, "That's actually mm -mm, it's it, not a good it sight." It actually looks funny. Mm, that yeah. is not good. Mm -hmm. So I stopped when my brother would trigger me. I was like, "Hey." No, Girls do not. Don't fight. Do not. Like I'm not. I'm not going to engage in this. So, still the temper didn't go away because yeah. at least I would cry. But now it got to a point that the crying would trigger my asthma. Mm. So people started saying words. Words started going around. Do not annoy that chick. When you annoy her, she gets yeah. an attack. <laughs> and of course, it wasn't coming out in a place of. We are caring about you, but yeah. it was coming from a place of scorn. Mm -hmm. So I was like, you know what? You need to, you don't have to react to everything. Yeah. And that was, I think, in like S5 when I realized, I was like, you don't have to react to everything. Mm -hmm. Some things are not worth it. You can walk away from some things. Yeah. And I've found so much peace in that area. Mm -hmm. Like, I get shocked sometimes. But sometimes I miss my old self because these guys can really be trying. <laughs> Human beings can really be trying and you're like, I yeah. should have done this to you if you had met me 10 years ago. But yeah. without God, I don't have energy anymore. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. So I came to that place. It was one, the very first reason that's why I stepped away from engaging from many things is my health. Mm -hmm. I was like, no. 
first of all there's so much medicine in my body i'm always getting attacks yeah i need to find a way of reducing them mm. so getting angry yeah i'd get away like <laughs> uh, yeah you don't know yeah. <laughs> and i walk away mm-hmm. yeah so it was mostly for my health and i was like mm. and then as time went on i got into studies of emotions and all these things and i learned to respond other than re- reacting yeah so most times on the instant dependent on your patterns on what your past experiences are there are moments where you feel like hmm i'm offended mm-hmm. but in actual sense you sit back and like are you really offended yeah this person was trying to say this mm. so you step out of your emotions and assess something independently and like yeah no. like you you move past the words and go to the intention exactly yeah so yeah that's how i got to this space of nah, not everything is worthy and sometimes you get to experience people you know their patterns you know the things that they do and you're like 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 what she was talking about how you've seen people are argumentative all the time yeah so you look at some people and like <laughs> it's not worth you're not it. worth my time yeah yeah so that's the reason it's this whole story from prayer to studying emotions and like yeah no no so Ooh. here we are i mean uh i met you i think that what people don't know is that i met you before i met you yeah <laughs> yeah so i uh, really i joined i joined a primary I, I joined a primary a boarding primary school is it always is it a primary boarding school whatever yeah i joined the school and there was this name a <laughs> willie people were talking about a willie a willie a willie <laughs> And I, f- I had missed out the chance you had <laughs> left the school already. Awili, what did you leave in the school? What did you do? To be honest, I only got to hear from you. you. Oh. Yes, that I had left a name that side. I can't remember what the story was. Yes. But Awili, I knew Awili before I knew Awili. And then when we met in S1, I was like, you're the person? <laughs> and I was just ready to experience you. And then in, the mom- in that moment, I... Like there was so much, I was drawn to you. Yeah. I knew there was something about you that, much as we weren't close or tight friends, yeah. Like I would sit back and like, there is this chick. Yeah. But we weren't friends. I was like, I think I had already built a relationship with you before knowing you. So I. What did you do? Tell us. I wish I knew because what we're talking I about. <laughs> but one thing I know for sure is that. There is because no you're talking place. about how you're a lovely child, but uh, no, the news left. <laughs> mm, what did you leave? Exactly. So I don't. It's funny, but everywhere I go, I leave a name. <laughs> everywhere I go, I leave a name. Like you cannot experience me and then forget about me. That doesn't happen. Mm, it doesn't. You have to leave a mark. Exactly. Everywhere I have been. So <laughs> if you dig well, you will. <laughs> you will find. You know, so I think what happened in Chisubi was that, ah, my goodness, this brings back memories. Yeah. Oh, Han Marie on Fungu Day. Oh my God. <laughs> so, well, this is what happened. Yeah. Chisubi, the school might have received me as, you know, received this person, but the circumstances under which I joined were because of 
things at home. Okay. Yeah, your, your listeners probably don't know. Well, not that I haven't. Not that I've told them anything yet, but I've grown up in a single parent home. Oh, right, 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 right. Yes, and with my father mainly. My mom is still alive. Mm. And they basically do co-parenting okay. and my father is the main custodian mm. so i've literally i've lived with my father virtually all my life mm. starting 1997 okay yeah so the circumstances under which i joined saint Teresa was because my father has to work mm -hmm. so there's my brother and i right i am a, f a four-year-old mm -hmm. my brother is only six yeah but then he has to go to work every day mm. and he's a soldier yeah that means anytime he's taken away from the country or he, yeah. he goes to for away from home yes for a long you know for long sessions of time mm. and i don't know exactly what was up during that time but keeping us at home i don't know i've never bothered to ask him yeah but there was I, I think my father was struggling. I honestly mm, think so. Mm, I, I, figuring it out. Yeah, because you have two kids that you have to take care of, to feed, wash them, wash their clothes. He was doing everything on his own. Yeah, because no was, house help. No. Ooh. So he was doing that alone. At some point, we had, I, I don't want to say house help because that was a sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she stayed with us for a short time. And by the time I was in primary two, she had left like yeah, we went yeah. to the village holidays she didn't come back because you know she found someone yeah, yeah. and so she had to <laughs> she went to start her own family mm. then when we came back it, it was basically us mm -hmm. so now i have a very distinct memory of our neighbor very good woman like this lady used to cook in two compounds okay so she would cook for her kids, right? Since she was a stay-at-home mom, then she would run to our house and cook for us as well. Yeah. So she, our houses were built in such a way that the the two we faced each other. Yeah. So when she was done, she would run and fry our beans because that was easy to do. And perhaps maybe like food was left over from the previous night, mm -hmm. say the posho or the rice. But you know she would do that. And I think my father had difficulty coping. Eh? Maybe she was helping. But then it, it, I wonder, of course, you can't answer this question. Why wasn't mm. she just cooking at once and inviting you to eat? <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry for being logical, eh? but why was she doing that? Like, she will... No, I, I think also, no, I think my father was also trying to be Superman eh? to show that I have cooked in my house. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. I think he didn't want a scenario where we, we as kids, he didn't want our circumstances to normalize such things as eating ah, from other people's homes. Right, right, know? right. And up to, the, to this day, the one thing that my father has taught us is self-reliance. Mm. You know, like, you, you have to make sure that you organize yourself in such a way that you're not a burden to another person. Okay. Yeah. So... That's how I we joined boarding school, my brother oh, and I. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, so okay. I went. Makes to, sense. Yeah, I went to Saint Teresa. I was in P two. Mm -hmm. I was seven. Then my brother joined Combat Modern, okay. and that's how we went into boarding school. 
I didn't cope well with bodying. <laughs> I did not at all. I used to lose everything. Right. As in bed sheets. How do you lose <laughs> <laughs> How do you lose a bed sheet? It happens at that age. But like th- that was extreme. Because in that that, that, that that school system, yeah. If I remember right, P was it P five, P five and P six. I'm not sure. We, no, we used they to used to wash. Yes, for, for P four to P one. No, no, no. For P. You know what? I don't know first. P4 to P1. Mm-hmm. Yeah. P5 and P6 used to wash for those classes. Yeah. So this week, I think it would be like P5. And then the f- next week, it would be P f- P6 washing the clothes. Yeah. So I think you had to go and check. Oh, darling. The, yes, yes. You had to go and look for your benches. Yes. No, so young. Actually, you reminded me. <laughs> <laughs> because what used to happen was, no, so young. They would... These guys would wash, yeah, and then spread the clothes, and then you have to go and figure out co- yourself. Now, for some, I didn't think that I was supposed to go and look for I them. Know. I would only remember that I don't have a bed sheet when you go to bed <laughs> at seven thirty in the night. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's this girl. I think she, her name oh, was Namaya Anja, right? <laughs> and then she'd come and we go and look for. <laughs> Oh, and they used night. to confiscate the clothes that stayed outside. Exactly. Oh, I understand. Of course, you had to lose <laughs> the bed sheets. And then I think the time which was like the peak of my confusion was, we had holidays. Mm. You know, Chiromo. So Thursday, yeah, yeah. the day before Friday when people are leaving, and then the matron had they had gathered all these clothes that people yeah, had they been that. losing they during that. the course of the term, and they would get caned. Did you get caned? Now, now that now this is where it gets interesting. <laughs> I literally saw my bed sheet there. I saw it. Uh-huh. You know these bed sheets where there is so it's a pair. The first pair is fine, but the second one has corners which have that elastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I had the top part, but the one which had the elastic, <laughs> right? <laughs> I didn't lost have it. it. Mm. And I saw it there. Okay. But they were beating people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not engaging in that. Okay. I left it. Right. And then the next day, my father came and to pick me. And this was, I had an empty suitcase. <laughs> like, there was nothing. I'm like, where are the socks? Yeah. Where is your uniform? <laughs> the sweater? <laughs> where? Okay, where is anything? Where is, where is anything? And well, was the suitcase nice. is here. Yeah, now when I look back, I think it just, it must have like crushed him. Yeah. Know? Because this, you're a parent, you're trying to cope. You think you have got all these things, you know, you've secured the child and yeah. then you're working and things just weren't working out. Yeah. And eventually I had to leave body. Okay. Yeah, I had to leave body. But not before leaving news. <laughs> <laughs> what news did you leave? What could you have left I behind? Broke, I broke a leg. I think they talked about that. Yeah. And then what? I broke a leg and then I... <laughs> so I didn't leave news. My father did. Your father took the news. What happened? So my father is very outspoken. Yes. Like for him, he will talk. As you are. <laughs> Maybe that's why like, uh. I got... But he will talk. He will talk. Yes. You know? So, we went to Subi and I had a broken 
my leg was broken. Mm -hmm. If you remember the arrangement of the school, during break time... Yeah. Okay, so there are two factors yeah so there's the issue of break time where we had we used to go and we are supposed to go and line up for in front of the hms yes to pick to get bands bread. yeah uh-huh that's one then the other was the p3 or p2 classes p1 to p4 classes were, were outside outside of, the gate uh, outside the gate mm, uh-huh. the upper section yes so here i was i had crutches yeah that meant that i could not go to pick a band yeah that also meant that is in p2 yes <sighs> is that p2 no p3 that's still, p3 still that's yeah. young yeah on that's p3 so I figuring out life on your own including exactly. school yeah so i couldn't pick a ban and i also could not go for lunch it was inconvenient to walk to the dh yeah, to get it was too much and then walk back mm. and so the arrangement an arrangement had been made for me to sleep in the dispensary okay but for lunch, meals were being, someone had been, some students had been requested to be bringing for me food. Yeah. And everything was okay. That was fine. Mm. You know, it was happening. Unfortunately, <laughs> what happened? <laughs> the day I was supposed to go for review, mm. they did not bring my ban. Okay. And they also did not bring my lunch. Uh, and then my father came, came to, to pick, pick you for review. <laughs> ah. So he looks at me and my lips are pale. You know, mm. when like, and then I, I must have not been looking fine. Yeah. Know? So my lips are pale. I'm probably hungry and it's showing on the face. Yeah. And my father is like, did you eat? I'm like, yeah, I ate. You're trying to cover up? Yeah. Mm. No, you have not eaten. Uh oh. I was like, no, we ate. And then I think he did this. And I was like, it's okay, you can tell me. <laughs> right. You, did you eat? Mm. And he said, no. <laughs> <laughs> I think I saw him breathe like. And he just. So he got a border because I was getting my treatment from Grade B Hospital. In yeah. Chile. You know, so we went to the hospital. They checked. Mm-hmm. Apparently, it hadn't yet healed. Yeah. But the plaster had become dirty. So they basically just added another one to mm-hmm. make it have that clean appearance and stuff. And we got on the border back to school. School. Right. Along the way, <laughs> my father saw the nurse. <laughs> And he stopped the border guy, like, stop, 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 stop. But the border guy stopped too late. Yeah. And those guys were far back. And it's like, it's okay. Let's continue. Okay. So he went to the school and he went to the sick bay and he asked them why they are starving his sick daughter. Ouch. And I don't think it was calm. No, because it, it wouldn't have made news it, to the students. My father asked them, "Why are you starving my child?" And that is when he went into, you know, we bring our children here. We we are paying school fees. You yeah. can't take care of my child. Yeah. Now, oh my God! Now in this moment, I'm noticing that it must have been it was too, too much, much for him. him. It was like he, I, I, I want to think that. 
he felt like boarding school would be the best option. Exactly. Her needs will be catered for. Mm-hmm. And now he feels like I'm failing my child. Exactly. And he's like, I even bought things because he had bought some milk, yeah. you know. And it was this UHT milk in the boxes, which and I don't like fresh milk a lot. So I, yeah. I'd request the nurses to make it as tea mm. for me. So, you know, he brought that up. You know, I've brought things. Why? How? How can a child stay without eating oh yeah how yeah 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 and oh my he made news and that's when kids gathered around the dispensary and i found the news right (laughs) it makes sense it makes sense so you know and kids started gathering around the dispensary and they started reporting their issues to him hey (laughs) (laughs) they got an empty you're kidding. <laughs> yes. And kids were like, even me, even me last <laughs> time, when my mother, I'm like, even me, even, like, suddenly, like, people that was are so now. funny. <laughs> <laughs> they got a voice from the outside. Exactly. People started speaking up. <laughs> okay. That's I, so I, funny. So in that, I don't remember <laughs> my place anymore. I'm like, by that time, I think, I don't know where I was. Really? I didn't even have time to feel like a hero, you know? Like, it was too much. I know. Like, literally, the school was shaken, you know? Like, the school came to a standstill. That's so funny when you say, <laughs> Yeah. After someone's parent coming out. It's, That's so funny. Yeah. So here you are, as a rebel. Mm-hmm. Oh my Why gosh. do you call yourself a rebel? What is that moment that made you feel like, hmm, I'm indeed a rebel? Now this is the thing with me. Yeah, I follow rules. Yeah, yeah. Mm. To that dot, like I follow rules. I am obedient. I know. I know right. I know wrong. Mm. And every day of my life, I live in such a way that I don't infringe on another person's rights and their freedoms. Yeah. And I go beyond not wanting to infringe your rights and freedoms but to making an effort to make sure that you come out like i want to give you release i want like i'm so free with myself that i want another person to to be be free free. right i don't make rules for people Mm -hmm. i don't do that like i want people to be free if i feel that i cannot continue i leave yeah like you're free to be who you are mm. and people will love you that way. Right. I have right, no right. responsibility to change someone, you know? So you can't <laughs> change them either. Exactly. So I feel like in this my personal life of doing this public service yeah. to the world, if something is not right. Mm-hmm. Like, going to come I'm following the rules. But if you're not going to do what is right by you, mm. I'm not going to accept it. Right, right, Mm-mm. right, right, right. I won't right, accept right. it. You mm. know, like, you can do whatever you want, but do it within the limits of what's acceptable for That's you. Right. You know? But if, you're, if, you want, if your freedom is infringing on another person's freedoms, you know, mm. or if the things you're doing are just not right, like, I, if, it's right, if it's not right, it's not right, yeah. you know, I won't keep quiet. I know. Yeah, I will talk. We aren't any different. <laughs> so that's <laughs> why the rebel thing comes in. And I also noticed that <coughs> in a moment of, 
like in that moment, like when I've decided that I'm going to take on this battle, yeah, yeah. I'm willing to die. <laughs> like it's it's okay. I literally sacrifice everything within that moment. Mm. I wouldn't say I've been very successful in that. It's exhausting. It's a lot of investment. You choose your battles. Yeah. You can't engage in everything. Exactly. Like it's really exhausting because when you try to look back, you realize, wait, what? What am I fighting? By the way, like, mm. what am I fighting? You start to realize that there are some battles you can never win. You know, you can never win. But this is where it gets interesting. I turned all those fights towards myself. Right. You know. How is that? Like. <clears throat> If, if for example, I find that, uh, how should I say it? Like I have worked, I've turned all guns towards fixing myself mm-hmm. to be able to deal with the world that I apparently cannot stand yeah. instead of trying to change the world, mm. you know? Working on your attitude? Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So if for example, What's the best example that I like? It has become so much of a lifestyle that I can't even point to a specific example. But the one that I'm most in control of and has helped me to deal with the temper issues, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. If you find someone who increasingly, increasingly, they make you agitated, you know, or they rouse anger in you, mm. you avoid them. Walk away. You it's know? okay to walk away. Yeah, like if someone consistently brings out the worst out of you. Yeah, that's not the person you're supposed to be with. Because there was a time when I said to doubt myself, you know. Yeah. Because in my heart, I'm like, I'm a good kid. Like I'm sweet, I'm kind. <laughs> but then these people, who's if you ask them that the she, she is mad, yeah. that she is not okay. She's yeah. You know, she she's not fine. You never know <laughs> when you're going to step on. And I'm like, that's not who I am. I'm yeah. accommodative. I love people. I'm tolerant. But then... There are just moments that are hard, that, that are out of my control. Yeah. Then I notice they are not exactly out of my control. You can't get them in control. Yeah, that's when I started to take charge. That's mm. when I started to make certain decisions. Right. And it was very strange for me because I've lived my life being liked the good kid like i figured it out early that people like me you know <laughs> i'm like oh so then i noticed that people like me because i am not what other people are yeah like i'm not mean i'm not rude i'm not but now what happened is that i ended up accommodating even things i'm not supposed to accommodate you failed to differentiate what Be- you wanted for yourself uh-huh so you reached a point w- i would reach a point where i'm like this is not like i'm not supposed to be accommodating this one like mm. i understand that i want to have the label of being a kind of a, person a nice. but mm. this one is not giving me the chance to be kind or i want to be a nice person and i am a nice person but you were desperate to keep your uh, what is the word called your image yes. of nice because it's, you are you're desperate to keep what people imagine you to be exactly and you are not ready to take yourself no i wasn't your whole self to to accept your emotions to accept your wellness yeah and you got lost Mm, in that kind of and the most the scariest bit was that the more i wanted to accept myself 
Yeah. The more it appeared as if you were mean. I was yeah, tending towards the other mean and you were scared you were losing it. I was like, it. "Oh my god, I'm a mean person. I'm uh, a selfish person for liking yourself." Exactly. And it happens to many of us. <laughs> Let me tell you there's a moment. It, yeah. <laughs> there's a moment. <laughs> I was very hot. I, I, I was tired of crying. Yeah. I was tired of being broken. And I started telling God, make me bad. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I was serious with my prayers, like, make me bad. Yeah. I really want to be a bad person. I'm tired of this. Make me mean. I prayed. I prayed. I prayed. Yeah. It didn't work. <laughs> and that's, well, that's funny because. No, I had to learn how to maneuver life yeah. I was like okay that has not worked for me my biggest battle in life has been like i'm a nice person but please be nice to me <laughs> <laughs> like but I, not everyone can be nice you know exactly but i used to have this i don't did you feel the idea yeah that? you felt like what i'm giving you you're supposed to return <laughs> Clearly, that's not how the world works. That's not how it works. <laughs> but I don't know. There are, pe- I there are some people that are there to take from you. Yeah. And now I think for me, uh, what could have happened was that it happened when I started to step up for myself. Mm-hmm. Must have been 2017. Mm-hmm. There was this chick I was always there for her, and she knew it. Yeah. And then it reached a moment for her to be there for me, and she was like, "Me, don't put me in your things." And I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, what? I'm used to being there for people. Yeah. I don't expect anyone to be there for me, but what was that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she came back to bring up a completely whole different conversation like, for me to accommodate her, what she's struggling with. And the man was like, wait, this has been happening for the very first time, for the years that you've known me, for like six or four or five years mm-hmm. that I've been there for you. This one moment yeah this very that was the first i'm like this is happening like don't put me in your things yeah and she came up with a whole different story about herself and how she's struggling and i was like wait i've been doing this (laughs) and then i was like no i'm not a sacrificial lamb so i was like you either stay 2017 yeah that's 2017 my goodness you know that's when I decided to take guns up, like not guns. That's that's quite violent. That's <laughs> no quite violence violent. is that new internet theme. <laughs> no, we are not violating anything here. So what happened was yeah. that, wait, I need to love myself. Mm-hmm. I need, but I didn't even know what it meant. You know, wait, let me interrupt you a bit. Yeah, it's funny because the first time I heard about self love, it was. It was the most alien. You don't thing understand it because you just think. What is that? Self love. What's yeah. that? You know, it sounded like arrogance to me, honestly. Yeah, but but the thing is, you get tied in pleasing people, mm. but you don't even know what you deserve. You know, one of the most painful realizations yeah. that I ever came to in my life. It was so painful, even up to now, when I see that words anywhere it i get triggered what 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 is that people pleaser <laughs> it, yeah. it offends me that because clearly that's what i was exactly you but know? we don't know that i lived for everybody else everyone works for a certain myself. image yeah but 
a people pleaser. It, it, there's, there's nothing. It, it doesn't sound anything. You know, type A personality sounds much better than a people pleaser. Now, for me, what I did, mm. you see that, that I had set the table yeah. for everyone to come to me. Mm -hmm. Come here, all who are bad at <laughs> acting God. Oh, ye Jesus Christ. Right? Yeah. I flipped the tablecloth. <sighs> and when it settled, whoever stayed, stayed. Yeah. Like, sometimes I still look at myself and how I have a couple of glitches in my personalities, and I sit back and I watch these people that love me, and I'm like, Wow. How do you guys cop? <laughs> but then I find it yeah. worthy because much as I find, because I also have moments when they are extremely annoying, but yeah. I love them so much. Like I sit back and I'm like, how did I get so lucky to have such people in my life? Which has also helped me because now in that moment where I used to think that I love everyone and I'm supposed to be nice to everyone, I realized that when someone didn't fit the definition of of uh, a nice person, mm -hmm. I would just cut them off immediately. Mm. But I looked at myself in the mirror and like, there are people here for yeah. you. <laughs> people are not trusting you. And I'm like, oops, I would feel guilty. And I'm like, yeah. we need to give people space to grow into themselves. That is if they're worth it. Yeah. Because not everyone is worth it. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you that this person that I cut out, sometimes I feel sorry for her, right? Mm -hmm. Because she had someone at the tip yeah. of her hand. To, but then I go to a place whereby I wasn't offering myself to her. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know, Jesus, you need to give where you're getting. Mm. So I was like, at some point she would come and be like, no, you'll figure it out. Yeah. I wouldn't give anything else. It's like, you know what you want. Mm -hmm. And because she wasn't getting anything from me, she left. Do you know that's the sad reality of life? No, it's not sad. For me, I've come to a place of being like, people come and go. But and anything can happen at any time. But do you know what Things it takes change. to come to that point? Oh, aha! A whole lot. Exactly. It's and a revolution. That's why I tell you that that's the sad reality about life. Like, it's sad before you know it. Yeah. But as soon as you know it, it's very empowering. Yeah. You come to a place where you know that there is no person who can hold you back without your permission. Mm. Like, no one can hold you back. And I always tell myself this like if there's any person in your mind yeah who you feel i can't do this because of so and so or i can't do this because so and so <laughs> you're going to come to the end of your life and realize that actually they had no power yeah it was you you we could have some... done something about it yeah you, you gave this person a very high place where you you, you felt like you, you, you couldn't remove them. You know, yeah. you couldn't let them go. Mm. And you got stuck. I learned something. When you say you couldn't let them go, I don't know who, where I got this from. I think it was a monk speaking. Mm -hmm. And he was like, well, you know what happens with a rope? Mm -hmm. When there's a force pulling a rope and you're holding on to it tightly, 
it bruises your hand yeah but when you let go mm. you protect yourself from the bruises yeah so that's that's still something that get that got into the way how i react to things and i've gotten to a space whereby i invest myself i do my best mm-hmm. and i also the fact that i fear regrets i put out my best Mhm. And by the time I walk, I know I've walked. Yeah. And I'm not going to be like, "Ha, ah, I didn't do this." No. <laughs> <laughs> Ask me if I have any regrets, Anne Marie. <laughs> you don't have any? <laughs> I don't have any regrets because it started from uh, yeah, the people pleasing part, but mm. as soon as I knew better, Yeah. I did better. So I have no regrets. Right, right, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah. So currently you're doing something, your blog with your blog. It's ah, a mix of things, my baby. It's <laughs> It's a mix of things and uh I've seen you feature a couple of creatives. Yes. Hashtag we love Guzi Chuanuka has featured. And uh tell us about it. What, so, what how did you come to this and say I'm now creating this? So it comes from two things. I love to appreciate people. Oh. <laughs> like I do. Mm. I have an eye for good things. Yeah. I I see effort, you know? Right. I never see something that's good and assume it came out of nowhere. There's always hard work when yeah. someone does a good thing. Yeah. I also love it when people grow. I love it when people you know like live out their potential. It makes me it gives me immense joy to do and I've lived all my life being like a cheerleader of people. I'm that person <laughs> when I see something I'm like, "Oh my god. Wow, you you did that. That is so cool." You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. So it makes me so happy and basically that's what I do. It it was never even the plan, by the way. Yeah because I saw it was completely different from and then it shifted. Yes. So all of a sudden I was like, okay, we're now growing with this blog. Exactly. We're seeing where it's starting. We're we look we are experiencing the inception mm-hmm. and how it is unraveling into various fields. Yes. Mm. <laughs> I have beef with our media and Maria I've told you I've been cried in your inbox. What do you mean? Oh with my media with with our media my mm. god it's sickening it is sickening and my like i love good news you know <laughs> yeah i love good news it's, it's what i obsess about yeah like i love good things i love to hear that someone has come from point a to point b those are the stories i want to see but from monday to monday sex you know so and so has done such and such a thing And I wouldn't mind if people are talking about relationships. Yeah. They're even giving wrong information. Right, right, right. Wrong. So I reached a point when I just cut it all out. I didn't want to anymore. It's politics. Who has killed who? Mm. You know, they're giving Toxic. us... Toxic. Yeah, false I've been reports. I've mm. So I was like, I'm done. I don't like this. So I'm going to write the kind of stories that I like. Ah. To read and... So you're in the space of be the change that you're seek. Yeah. And this is also the other thing. 
that thing of be the change i've always been that person who always shows people like how they can be better yeah but i think for some reason they thought you know i was bothering them so i've decided to take my own advice yeah <laughs> and yeah do those things myself so mm. in that blog we write about good news only i get people who are doing something yeah and get bringing that reality yeah so that another young person can be inspired i was inspired by is it okay to mention these people of course yeah i was about last year i was having really huge issues eh? yeah i was trying to step out into what i knew i wanted to do and writing has been that thing and but i didn't have a representation of that anywhere yeah. around me yeah. yeah you know so i've told you how i stumbled upon your podcast <laughs> yes you mentioned i was and i was like i know this person <laughs> and wait they are recording their voice and yeah. selling and like putting it out there right and me all i have to do is write yeah you know all i have to do is write so i was like uh-uh <laughs> i have to do something about it so that's when the blog ceased to be something about you know just a leisure time activity to something serious mm. around then also okelo Herbert, andrew yeah i used Untold stories now i didn't even know he was the guy behind Untold how did you stories. find him anyway that's the whole story <laughs> right, that's the whole story but i used to just see his post the way that he was expressing himself he's a great writer oh he is and i thought wait so people are allowed to to to, to show off their shine <laughs> you know pose to shine their shine exactly <laughs> so i used to have a way that i read but i feared you know being too much you yeah know? so i'll just keep it there but then i saw this person and i looked through their news feed i loved the way they were writing and i was like I can actually do this. I just didn't have a representation of someone who was doing it. So that you can I, actually do it. Exactly. So mm. that's when also the nature of my Facebook posts changed. Uh-huh. Initially, I had always what? been a consumer and I never posted anything because I ah. never wanted to write anything ah. that wasn't a representation of who I am. Whoa. Now, when I saw Herbert Andrews post, they gave Could me... Could it have been coming from a fear of not being appreciated by everyone this is not about being appreciated and this is why it's going to probably hurt many people <laughs> and married <laughs> i am i am so good at the things i do yeah that what i feared was how will people receive me exactly because here you are you're a doctor Mm. and then you're really great with english yeah and then you're doing the poetry thing and then you're writing yeah and then you can speak you felt like you were too much for yourself i felt like i was too much and you like, would be too much for every other person yeah it, that, that's that's basically the whole the whole reason so that's what kept Being you at the much. back and yeah. you wanted to i wanted give to give them small portions of yourself uh -huh. they can manage these Exactly. If you have the light, let them wear the glasses. If the shine is too much, let them wear the sunglasses. Let I them wear die. the sunglasses. Love this is I what I picked. I picked this from. I picked this from uh, Lisa Nichols. The people that helped me come out mm. of my brokenness yes. were two people. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I should call it therapy. Yeah. But I did that work myself. Mm -hmm. I I picked myself up 
Yeah. And it's not something easy for everyone. It's a whole journey. It's hard. <laughs> it's hard. And the people that I had ringing in my head were two. Yeah. T.D. Jacks. Mm-hmm. And Lisa Nichols. Yeah. I got particular videos of theirs, downloaded them. Mm. And whenever I would feel like I'm crumbling, I would play one of their things. Yeah. Every single day I was fixing myself. I was doing the work. Yeah. Where I was scared of myself, I was doing the work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Every day I had to be reminded of who I was. Yeah. And this chick at some point was like, if you're scared that you're shining too much, if you're scared that your shine is too bright, yeah. the ones watching should wear the glasses. And let me tell you, it's very important to have people in your sanctum. Mm-hmm. That's like your holy place. Yeah. People that are going to take your shine and they shine it elsewhere. Mm-hmm. There's a point when I was getting into this podcasting industry, and this is the point, this is, I'm still figuring it out. I, f- I feel like it's hard. And then Wawire, the person that I respect in the creative industry, picks me up and says, you're one of the women in the creative industry. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> Since when? You're like, how? I wanted to say no. Yeah. I'm not coming for that. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no. Yeah. You don't bring a negative image on the first instance. Mm-hmm. When else are you going to be called back? Wow. Go and shine. If it's dull, shine a little. Right? <laughs> yeah. I went and, and found myself there. And shone. I don't know if I should. But I did. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. people go to pick up my podcast. Some mm-hmm. people started picking up my podcast. And then I was like, okay. But now I'm still struggling with that thing. And then this is, this is where someone who used to come to me with her stories and she's like, you know, I, I, she has never listened to this podcast. Yeah. And she was like, I see you doing great things. So I wanted to tell you something. And, eh, but you're doing so many great things. I didn't want to bother you with my shallow stories. Now I felt bad. I was like, hey, this thing I'm doing is taking away friends from me. I'm overdoing it. <laughs> so I quickly went to my WhatsApp status. I was like, you guys, I'm not doing anything big. You I'm apologize. Not yeah. <laughs> I was like, I'm not doing anything big. And Mario are doing big things. I was like, I'm not doing, doing anything big. So yeah. I posted it. And then someone, Nachewa, Ruth. Yeah. She was like, hey. Someone is telling you to dim your light. <gasps> mhm. And I was like, "Wait, what? What? What?" And then Aboku, she's yeah. in my sanctum. She was like, "If they can't if they can't handle it, we can handle it." Wow. I was like, "Okay." No, yeah. I didn't know what was happening. Me, I was there. I, wa- I have to keep my friends. I'm not doing anything. Please don't be scared of me. We're still friends. Mhm. And there are two people that are coming to me and they're like, she's dimming your light. Yeah. I was like, wait, okay. This and then someone else mm-hmm. is saying, if they can't handle you, we can handle you. Yeah. I was like, okay. I've been given the permission to shine. This. Exactly. Now, yeah. I'm so happy. I like how you, you mentioned you know, the sanctum thing. Yeah. You know, I have had this one person. Mm. My goodness. I Zabuli. Yeah. Eh, I'm even getting teary. <laughs> <laughs> I'm even getting teary. Ooh, 
Zabuli. Right. My goodness. My God. That. Aish. <laughs> Do you know when someone picks you up mm. from literally nowhere? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they pick you up and then you walk this journey. Yeah. You know? Like they pick you from sh- the things I do now, she saw them way back. Okay. Like over five years ago. And mm. she kept telling me, listen, Anna, you're this, you're this, you're this. You're capable of doing so much more yeah. than you're doing right now. And those are the times when I was so broken and you know, I was trying to apologize for being me. Oh yeah. <laughs> trying to make people comfortable. Right. You know, and she's like, No. Yeah. No. You know? And she pushed me to write. Yeah. And the other person has been my dad. <laughs> oh man, I saw him. <laughs> I saw him on Facebook. He, he, I'm like, this is powerful. This is yeah. a powerful validation. Like he always comments on my stuff. I saw just one. I was like, yay! <laughs> and yeah, the time when I had just started, you know, the first few blog posts, he was always the first commenter. <laughs> always. Yeah. And that's so empowering. Now, there's something about the blog I need to tell you. So, someone once told me that, you know, yeah, you should put your stuff out, you know, start writing and stuff. Someone I respect. Yeah. And I did. You know, I made my first blog post. I remember I put it out like at three in the night. I was so excited. Like, oh my God, I did this. I, I did this. Yeah. Like, I'm so excited. And then I shared with them the link. Yeah. And they were like, it's not nice what you wrote. Whoa. It's depressing. It's it's heavy. Oh, you need to play small. Like it's not Oh my god. Mm. You know when when I tell you that I like to cheer like you know the to do the cheerleading because thing. you know what it's like because not to I be cheered. Know, yeah, not to be cheered. I think I also know the work that it takes. Yeah. And the amount of work you do to get over the if self-esteem issues, that fear of how will people receive me? Yeah. What if they don't like what I write? Yeah. And then I made this blog post and someone told me that it's not nice. Yeah. You know? And what I did you think, decide to do in that moment? I stopped. Oh! <laughs> I stopped. I'm sorry. Like, I stopped. Like, I forgot about Like, I stopped. <laughs> That's and sad. That's quite sad. Yeah, until one day I received a message from my dad. Yeah. And he's like, hi. Now, this is how I imagine his voice sounds yeah, like yeah, in yeah, text yeah, message. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like, hi, Musao. That's what he calls me. <laughs> how are you? I hope you're fine. Uh, Samwashi, he gave a name of one of his uh, professors. Yeah. Who, I, th- I think he has been studying. Mm. So I'm like, uh, Madame so-and-so has seen your blog my god you write so well <laughs> and i was Can like you imagine did say blog that has seen your writing yeah and she thinks you write so well and i was like what writing <laughs> you know yeah I'm like no you wrote something somewhere then i remembered oh i wow. actually have a blog wow you know after how many years is this this, it's months actually mm. because years of not writing then I finally get the courage and then right? someone just takes the yeah. power away from so you This I, I made the first blog post in I think it was around May mm-hmm. 
no the first no the, it's actually the second so i wrote in may and this was like you know in around august yeah and my dad's like wait what which link i needed to be sure then they forwarded the link and it was my wordpress <laughs> i was like like no i i said explaining myself you know i wasn't even paying attention that's why yeah. i knew that i had to take it up seriously then i wrote and i wrote and this person again came back yeah and said you know there's a way you scatter your ideas oh dear you know you, you're not coherent because you the title says this but and immediately i told them and like you know you need to get an editor i said no wow i said no stop there's always that person who is saying you're not good enough exactly i was like no he was comparing me to like writers who are seasoned yeah I'm like but i'm just starting out you can't expect the excellence of a seasoned writer mm. you know then if you know what it takes to write you normally have so many things on the inside which are struggling yeah. to come out and often you have to push one idea down so that this other one can come out okay but i shut him down yeah and was like fine if you don't want to listen to me i shut him down yeah i never lost my confidence in that like in that moment i did cheers to you Whew. and now here you are shining light on everyone else here i um i love i love what i'm doing so and far. i think it's going to take you far it that's is that's what i feel it is that's what i feel <laughs> prophesy <laughs> prophesy woman of god prophesy <laughs> yeah uh, maybe it's too early to say this but i my frustration with our local media yeah is just driving me to places that i'm willing to go mhm there's so much you guys there's kids people are committing suicide people are they're dying by suicide the one you're right because yeah. that's accusatory yeah, yeah. you're right see no if we didn't have hashtag with that with like how would i <laughs> see that so yeah people are dying by suicide people yeah. are depressed mm. people are not stepping out into the fullness of who they are yeah everything i am now is as a result of the information i've fed myself off of youtube thank you you know yeah. so yeah. i have selected yeah. the people i will listen to and sometimes i look back i'm like you find well, the content that you're not finding uh -huh. so in like, like local media if i listen to my our local media here who would i be i'd probably be cynical because that's what most people are. i got there you know i got there see and i don't know how how i how i was like step away from news Mm -hmm. because that's, that's the only thing that's the only thing that i was looking at on tv yeah i never used to i i stopped following up on the soaps because it was the same story and i was like i have to watch the news 1 p.m i had to switch on tv 7 p.m i had to switch on tv 9 p.m i had to see what i could have missed in all the other broadcasts we don't watch and TV then here, you know just like that mm -hmm. i'm scared of uganda because gatali konfufu came and they were all about killings so it felt like the moment I step out of this house, I'm going to be battered. Exactly. And you notice that when Agatali Konfufu came and it was a hit, it's like all other stations started following that trend because it's a competition. <laughs> it's competition, and we are, and we are, somehow we are addicted to depressive things. And I don't. We are addicted to them, and mm. and it's it's mostly a reason of you are in hope of something good. Yeah. So you keep chasing and chasing and chasing, but you keep 
getting fed the negative things. Yeah. I'd also like to give a shout out to Mwami. <laughs> you know, I mentioned three people. You, yeah. Okelo Habat, and Mwami. Mm. I love how that guy's energy is all over <laughs> the place. Like, I had fun. <laughs> I was there. Very, un- very unapologetic. Deal with it. <laughs> Deal with it. Do you know where I was last week? No, you don't. Let me show you where I was. And you want to know how I am? I am happy. How much? Like this. (laughs) That guy is so free. Yeah. I watched Mwami. Yeah. And I got the freedom to be me. Oh my god. Did I just rhyme? Oh my god. I watched Mwami. (laughs) And I got the freedom to be me. Wow. Because why not? No, when you think about it, yeah. Why not? And I used to, you know, I I saw the Afro Millennial page. Yeah. And I was like, so each time I see someone doing something, and I'm like, wow. The first question I ask myself is, who has said you can't do that? Right. And so, watching that guy is like, it's like, oh my God. You know, you see him, and you're like, this is so cool. You know how they say introverts are, they don't, like, maybe dancing, for example. Mm. When they're in public, they're not, but when they're in, in the silence, they're busting moves yeah, and yeah, yeah, killing yeah, it, yeah, killing yeah, yeah, it. Yeah. And then you're seeing someone who is busting moves and killing it in public. Right. And he is free, he is fine, and there's this false thing which people think that just because someone is happy on social media, they're automatically sad outside mm. no mm. that's not how it is yeah that's not how it is you yeah. know so not all the time yeah so man mommy shut out shout, <laughs> like, keep doing your thing like those who are annoyed let them hang because okay <laughs> they shouldn't hang they but shouldn't like, hang so how do you keep your mental health in check Oof. one i have learned to know when it is approaching mm. like that you you can I've noticed, like, I can tell, I can sense when something is not right. Yeah. You know, I'm very lucky that I have this ability to detect my feelings. Mm. Like, I'm always aware, even in this moment, I'm aware of every feeling that I it's have. It's important to have self-awareness. Exactly. Like, I know every feeling. So, if if maybe I'm angry, I will know. If I'm jealous, <laughs> I will know. Yes. Envious. And you know social media has ah, effect. That one. That's <laughs> yes. one. That one. Yeah. Because mm. I'm not here hyping mommy, but at some point I must have been like, hey mom, I like I this know. guy. Yeah. You know? But then it helps me to like it helps me to see that, for example, for his case, if someone is free like that, it mm. gives permission for to other be, people yeah. to be free. And so when I start to notice that I'm starting to feel a certain way about certain people. Ha, I would like to introduce you to the thing. I do. <laughs> okay. I have very few friends on Facebook. Yeah. Very few. No, they started growing. Yeah, they have started I growing. Noticed, yeah. I noticed the trend. Yeah. <laughs> so they used to be few. Yeah. Because you were keeping to yourself. Actually, not keeping to myself. This is what happened. Before I joined social media, I was very fortunate to have landed on certain writings yeah. on how to deal with social media. By ah, then, yes. Okay. By then, when it had just started, you know, Jehovah's Witnesses and their talk, 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 talk. So like, they would come to you? <laughs> they 
don't knock the doors. We were as we used to subscribe to their newsletters. Okay. Watchtower mm. and Awake. Okay. So we always had a constant stream. They used to, you know, deliver those. Mm. And around that time, I read a lot about social media, you know, Facebook. Yeah, so they had that content. They had that content. Mm. And when I went in, I went in when I was prepared. Yeah. And I'm happy to say I don't have many issues with social media. I don't. Mm. I'm very sure, like, I have no guilt about not accepting someone's friend request. <laughs> I don't like you. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. Or these people with whom outside of facebook you're not friends yeah but then they send you a friend request Why yeah should you i see that <laughs> so i've seen that a lot but at some point you know no you know i i took to the culture of um uh, but you've not been talking to me you've been seeing me you didn't yeah. want to talk to me and now you're sending me a request you want to spy on me <laughs> They call them monitoring spirits. Yes, someone taught me that for others. Like, you want to spy on me? Yeah. To find my glitches and judge me? Yeah. But then at some point, I was like, no, nah, let me give it to you. Come. <laughs> I've accepted. Come and see it. Yeah. Come and rev yes. fight with yourself without <laughs> you approaching me. So sometimes yeah. I'm like, no, nah, I won't take you in. I'm yeah. like, no, nah, come, please. Come and see what's happening here. Uh -huh. yeah. yeah. So for me, I've it's just recent that it's okay. I've not been an active user, but now yeah. the kind of things that I write have started to bring people in my way, and I have relaxed on that. Yeah. So nowadays I accept friend requests. Mm. I also. I mean, send the people need out. people need the work that you're doing. People need the work. Yeah. They need the work. Mm. Someone help me change my attitude towards that. Because mm. like, man, what's happening? Yeah. so many friend requests and he was like use it to minister people need your ministry and i'm like yeah okay yeah mm. i have <laughs> i don't know i think my my attitudes you know are just changing i'm having a more mature way mm. of approaching it the first thing i did was to open the comments section it never used to be open <laughs> <laughs> And I did what? this in like 2016, and I I never I only used to come to Facebook just to see stuff, share. Yeah, exactly. You didn't want any comments. Okay. You so didn't want to engage. So how were you really socializing? <laughs> Is that socializing really? I wasn't into Facebook. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> I was. Oh, there's an explanation to this, by the way. Mm. I got my smartphone my first smartphone in 2016 okay so see that mm. so it means the entire time almost the entire time of my university i wasn't active on facebook yeah the only time we had a chance to be on facebook was at home where we had a computer <laughs> but then beyond yeah. beyond that there was hardly anything so i got my first my smartphone in my fourth year mm. and that's when i i started to you know uh to revive my facebook but it was first only to see yeah and it's really really very recently that i've started to actually you know make posts as recent as 2020 yeah yes yeah so have outside 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 social media how do you keep your health in check you talked about how you don't engage is there anything else beyond that i pray a lot Oh. I am a very, very, like, me and God, we are like, 
this yeah. we have uh, an ongoing relationship that <laughs> is it's real yeah i pray i tell god everything and then i journal a lot i've kept a journal since 2009 oh yes it's a long time yeah and i keep looking back and then i'd be like really this, i this? survived this <laughs> yeah yeah so i journal initially it was mostly you know to you know release my frustrations yeah and stuff and then the older that i the older i grew it has now tended more towards writing my vision mm. my plans for the future and just recently it shocked me to see that you know the, the the things people said I would write it down, write it down. Yeah. The things I wrote down are actually happening right now. Yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. strange. It's more think. like writing a letter to the universe and the universe responds. The Guys, energy. I have become a motivational speaker. <laughs> Those the things energy, work. The energy that you give out is what it's like the law of attraction. Yeah. Yeah. Those things work, you guys. Like I look at things and I'm like, no way. Like, and I wrote those things yeah. <laughs> at a point when I was totally clueless, but I had faith. And now this is, this is key. You asked me how I keep my mental health in check. Yeah. There's this thing I have lived with ever since I was a child. I don't know how to explain it. I don't know where it comes from. But for some reason, I just, I just know that things are going to be okay. Let me tell you why you think that. Yeah. Because you've been down and you've come out of it. Yeah. So you just you just get to accept like, yeah, I survived that. I'm also going to survive this. Exactly. Things yeah. are going to be okay. And then friends also. Yeah. Again, Zabuli. <laughs> and another friend. Oh, charity. Yeah. Like, I'm so lucky that I have friendships where there's nothing which is out of bounds to talk about you talk about everything we talk about everything mm. which has made me also to be unnecessarily vulnerable to other people yeah because i never know what's what's off limits to talk <laughs> about you know yeah yeah so yeah, you end yeah, up yeah, saying yeah. things and people are like you're not supposed to say that. no i don't care <laughs> i don't care <laughs> you know i say anything and sometimes i'm like oh <laughs> And the place that got me very liberated in w saying anything is my workplace. Those guys, yeah. Jesus Christ, my workmates, straight from my boss to to the messenger. We say things and I'm like, oh my goodness, you guys. <laughs> yeah. So now I've, I came out to the public because yeah. these are people that you're with the whole week. Mm -hmm. Maybe five days and seven days. Yeah. They, they, they sort of mold you. And now I'm coming out to the world and like, you weren't like this. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. But I stepped into my voice. Mm. I wasn't scared of anything. And I was like, just say anything. Yeah. I, yeah. I've just entered into that realm recently. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. So thank you so much for You're being welcome. around. For honoring our invites. Yes. And gracing us with your presence. Yes. And it's been lovely. Um, and My major takeaway from this conversation is that you should not compare your one year's growth to someone else's 10 year or so growth. Give yourself permission to grow into the person that you want to be. Thank you so much for tuning in 
into another episode of Hashtag with Navaguzi Chwanika. If you loved what you heard, make sure you subscribe to Hashtag with Navaguzi Chwanika so that you don't miss out on any episode. Subscribe in your podcast platform of choice and share it with your friends. Let them know this is where they have to be. Feel free to share your insights about what connected with you in this episode. Do that on social media and be sure to tag us. We are at hashtag with Navaguzi Chonka on Facebook and Instagram. And on Twitter, our handle is at HTNK Podcast. HTNK is all caps look at podcast is in small case. But it's all one word at HTNK Podcast. Until next time, shine your shine. <laughs>